Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Marvel Studios' Thor, Love and Thunder. Kids, get the popcorn out, and let me tell you the story of Thor Odinson, the space fighter. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and this is our spoiler-free review for Marvel Studios' Thor, Love and Thunder. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Disney Studio Canada for giving us this opportunity to see the movie early for review. Before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek-Centric. Joining me today, he's the goat in my life. The dankest dude I know, Mr. Darcy Hudson. How are you, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Got a little got a little love, got a little thunder in each of those hands ready to rock. Yep. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about this movie. Hopefully it's um, this is my first time doing one of these spoiler-free ones, so Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> knowing me, it's going to be hard to stay away from all those deep dives I love doing. So Well, for sure. And and maybe before we actually get into discussing that, I'd love to know for those who know you uh, that have listened to our podcast and maybe those who don't, you know, Darcy is our Marvel expert. Uh, he is a huge fan of the comics. He does a lot of reading um, and he always, you always add a wealth of knowledge to a lot of this stuff. So I was, I was wondering, you know, going into this, I know that you're a huge Thor fan, but where would you rank him in terms of the stories in the comics? Uh, is he one of your go-tos? Like you love reading his stories or maybe he's not your favorite in, in the comic world, but you've really enjoyed him in the cinematic. What's your take on Thor? Uh, Thor is one of my favorite comic book characters and just characters in overall mythology to be uh, like from the get go. That's kind of where I first got back into comics because I've always liked it growing up. I always read a couple of them, you know, followed the volumes and all that stuff. But right. when I was in high school, I remember picking up uh, a Walter Simonson copy or run of his uh, of uh, of Thor and it's Thor versus Beta Ray Bill. And from that point on, I read, went back and read all the Jack Kirby stuff and everything. Anyone who contributed to like the, the mythos that was Thor in the Marvel comics, I basically read and then decided to keep reading all the new modern stuff. So he's definitely a, a big staple in, in my comic book life. I mean, I have a Thor hammer tattooed on my arm in honor of him. Right. So right. yeah, very right. big, very big presence in my comics. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know we were talking about it, you know, after we la we watched the movie, just the the idea of how Marvel brought in Norse mythology into their comic world to almost adopt how, you know, this mythology that exists in, in the real world and in real life, you know, Marvel is is almost canonizing that as part of their comic universe. And now here we are, obviously, in the cinematic universe and seeing the next evolution of Thor uh, through through the cinematic eyes, if you will. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this movie. Uh, of course, spoiler-free. Um, but before we journey off to Valhalla, let's get everyone up to speed on, on this movie that we're talking about. Marvel Studios' Thor, Love and Thunder, finds the God of Thunder, played by Chris Hemsworth, on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. But Thor's retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, who seeks the extinction of all gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson, Korg, 
played by Taika Waititi, and his ex-girlfriend, Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir, as the mighty Thor. Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. This movie is directed by Taika Waititi and produced by Kevin Feige and Brad Winderbaum. Thor, Love and Thunder opens this Friday, July 8th, 2022. All right, man. Darcy, let's let's get into this. I, I know, like you said, it's it's your first time doing this spoiler free. Uh, so, so we usually do what works. Hand, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> this is usually set it up with what worked and, and what didn't work. Um, so uh, let's start with what worked, because I, I, in my opinion, there's a lot that really did work for this movie. Um, and I'm going to start off with something that, you know, I'm the visuals guy. I love I love what the way things look. And this movie does not disappoint with its vibrancy, its bombastic, epic visuals that 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 were going to literally transcend you to, uh, I guess, what we would call the the cosmic and and almost the godlike worlds uh, throughout the movie, and they're just done with such such great vision. What did you think of these visuals? Well, I mean, I mentioned Jack Kirby earlier, and this the whole right. movie visuals are definitely an homage to his larger than life drawings and, and worlds he creates in the pages of the comics. So like, I totally agree with you there where it was, everything was vibrant and over the top and it fit very well with the whole eighties theme they're going with, which was right. awesome. So it's again, like you said, they nailed it flawlessly in my opinion. So, and it also served as a really great contrast and, and maybe the pun is intended here to the visuals that we would get with, with Gore, the God butcher um, very much, a, a, a dichotomy of of color and then a void of color. We, we we got the hints of that in the trailer as well. We saw such vibrant imagery, and then when we were with Gore in the trailer, we saw a lot of black and white, and and that's purposeful, and and, and we we understand why throughout the movie. But it is really interesting how they really did lean heavy into the color and the vibrancy of the color, so that it really did feel like life had been sucked out in these moments when it was just dark and gray and i, I loved it i, I think it, it immediately set up what would be a visual nod uh, to life and lack of life uh, i think that that's that was very cleverly done in, in the way you brought up the soundtrack that's featured throughout uh, you know the trailer has some banger hits uh we got guns and roses obviously featured and they're heavily featured in in this movie um i liked how that sort of serves as a basis for this as you described the the metal vibes that we got and and that kind of found its way through some of the clothing attire uh, uh, you know as as we see in some of the instances yeah it's like everything about this movie is just just an homage to 80s metal and just glam rock and everything that was fabulous about rock and roll in those days so the soundtrack again is just a huge homage to that as well and, and like you said We've seen in the trailer that Thor's new duds are very heavily inspired by the bands of that era. So yeah. it is uh, a feast for the eyes if you're a fan of that of that music. And again, growing up, I always liked rock and roll. So that hit home for me on another level. So again, nailed it, nailed it in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And I think that this is, this is sort of where even an, uh, a filmmaker like James Gunn, uh, you know, using um, popular music as a means to sort of ground the the thematic elements 
of the movie. You know, Taika Waititi does the exact same thing here, and he does it flawlessly. He he puts it in very tongue-in-cheek at times, but also very epic in its scope. And, you know, that 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 metal sound found its way right into the, the score, right? Because, of course, we have a soundtrack, and then we have an original score, which is composed by Michael Giacchino, who, who mm-hmm. Nate had the opportunity to interview at for Lightyear. I, I loved how the metal sound and the power chords and the, the epicness that, that is metal found its way into Giacchino's composed score, where you know it had the nuances of a cinematic score, but it also had the lively energy that you would get from this hair metal style. And I, I thought it was just, it was a great collaboration between you know mixing the soundtrack and the score to kind of find its place. Yeah, totally. And it it reminds me a lot of, I mean, if you look at Ragnarok, a lot of the synth music that was, again, heavily inspired yes. by the MCU Thor themes that had already been established. And then marrying that with synth. And then this movie goes basically to the next era and goes from synth to just electric guitars. And it is, like you said, flawless marriage of the two things and really solidifies the whole you know th- theme going through the movie which is this vibrant color and life and and music and everything like that which is and, really cool so and you know you touched on it the theme you know it's in the name love and thunder and i think that hair metal 80s metal music embodies that that is very oh, yeah. much it's all about uh, uniting uh, to fight something yeah, exactly. or to just to be heard and it was all about that's the most uniting genre of music in my opinion because that's when you get entire stadiums of people singing along to these songs before pop music and stuff like that so for sure i love it for sure for sure and i, I think it, i think it just makes a whole lot of sense to be you know infusing that and giving you know again giving it its own unique place in the mcu because yeah this is an mcu movie this is a marvel movie it's 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 feeding into the the bigger MCU story, but it never loses its focus about who it's about, which is Thor and his his sort of personal journey through it. And that is very much explored through the characters that we're introduced to. We've met Valkyrie in past movies. We've met Korg, but here we're we're getting introduced to Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, who he just killed it. There's a lot of people saying like he, he's going to be MCU's best villain, and I, I totally agree. I think he's a broken man. He's a broken man, and, and mm-hmm. I think the simplest way to to look at it, I don't think that's a, a spoiler to say, because I think that very much is rooted in his character from the comics. But here, Taika Waititi explores that and, and, and uses that in a way to help explore Thor's character at the same time. Mm-hmm. Totally. And uh, you mentioned the comics, and this is uh, the story is very true to form on hard hitting with his origin story and the reasoning behind everything he's doing. So again, they clearly were looking at these, the source material and adapting it in a way that would work for the screen while staying as true to possible for, so that they could tell this already incredible story. So he did a brilliant job bringing gore from the pages to to real life. And I know I was disappointed at first when I, he wasn't the alien looking creature that we got in the comics, but I feel like we got a different gore and it was a better gore for that reason, because he, he brought so much to the character. I loved it. For sure. And I I remember a while back, you know, Kevin and I were talking on it this week in geek uh, about the look of gore. He said the same thing. He was very surprised that they didn't go down the the route of of giving him a CGI look and, you know, giving him the sort of the Thanos treatment uh, or the Korg treatment where it is very much that. But again, I think the, the power of Christian Bale is in his performance, which again, technology has advanced. So motion cap would definitely be able to do it. But I feel like that's a disservice to Christian Bale's performance if you were to do that. So I think they did the right thing by choosing to go more uh, authentic and more prosthetics with with a look that 
that is very um, gore, if you will, rather than going the full-fledged uh, Thanos or or Korg where they just CGI. Because mm-hmm. again, you're you're bringing in a Josh Brolin because of the power of his voice. Taika Waititi has a very unique voice as well. Mm-hmm. So the power of their voice will will elevate the character that is captured in motion. I don't know. I think I think. People are going to be blown away by Christian mm-hmm. Bale. He will be one of their favorites. Um, and I think at, at the end of it, people are going to really feel something for him. And um, I think that this movie does a really good job of, of you know, humanizing a lot of elements uh, from, from Christian Bale to even the return of Jane Foster as mm-hmm. Mighty Thor, who was charming and quirky, just like we remember her from from the past movies. And she honestly slips right back into this role so comfortably with such ease. I thought she did an outstanding job coming back as Jane Foster, but then finding her way as this new hero. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like you said, she's basically super nerd science person that we know from the previous Thor movies. So if you just picture someone like that, all of a sudden having the power of a god, of course, that exuberance and that nerdiness is going to come out. And she did a great job of, of, bringing that character to life like you said she's fledgling trying to figure out where she stands in the the grand scheme of being a hero and i i loved her performance yeah and and also just in regards to like her origin story with the comics and we we won't spoil anything from that but is this more accurate or is it a bit altered for this movie uh in terms of how jane foster becomes thor uh, again, it's definitely slightly altered from the comics. They they aren't going to be telling us the exact same stories that have already been told. But uh, it does, of course, it of does course. do. Uh, it hits all those same notes as her original origin story. Uh, well, again, flipping it on my head slightly and giving me a, a, a new, unique uh, twist. So it's definitely, uh, again, true to form, but different at the same time. Yeah, I I th- I think the the side characters around Thor really help elevate his journey through this movie. Um, We also have Korg, played by Taika Waititi, who definitely serves as that comedy relief, but also is Thor's best friend in many ways. We get to see, you know, there's a void that is is empty here with without Loki, his brother around. And I think Korg has now filled that in there. There's a sense of companionship, but also Valkyrie. Like, I, I really enjoyed seeing more of her character dealing with being a king and her thirst for adventure at the same time. They they, they definitely sh- show a little bit of that. And, and I really do like how they've established a, a bond or, or friendship between Jane and Valkyrie. It's like, you know, two badass bitches that, you know, aren't going to take shit from no one. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love the depiction of it. And they're, they're looking out for each other. And, and, it, and it's just, it's very heartfelt, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool seeing that this side of her character. Because again, we know her as the warrior who at least in the comics and in, in mythology guides the fallen soldiers to Valhalla and they're known for being these powerful warrior women and she's the last of her kind so it's really interesting to see her and someone coming from that backstory thrust into a, a position of power and leading what remains of her people so it's a very very cool twist on the character that's for sure and I love Tessa Thompson as it she does a great job of bringing this character and her relationships to the screen so it was awesome yeah, for sure. And we've talked about just all the side characters, but let's let's talk about Chris Hemsworth as Thor. You know, he has come such a long way. To think about Thor in his own movie, then Avengers, Thor Dark World, and then we have him in Age of Ultron. Those four movies depicted a very different Thor. A, a Thor that took himself seriously, that obviously struggled with trying to find his place. I think in a literal sense, in the movies uh, of like giving him a purpose... 
Um, but also the character's journey and understanding, you know, his place in all of this as 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 part of the MCU. But come Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame, that very much helped define the character of Thor that much more. And now this movie, Thor Love and Thunder, we are seeing a far different Thor that is very comfortable with adolescent man-child who's still figuring things out. He seems to have embraced that a lot more. And I got to say, it, this this is far more refreshing than, than a Norse god who's taking himself seriously. I think Taika Waititi has found a way to work with Chris Hemsworth to adapt this character that I think is far more relatable than any of the other Thors that we saw in those past movies that I mentioned. I think here people are really connecting with this Thor because they, I think they can relate. And oh, yeah. I, I think this one, especially finding oneself through love is, is very much uh, a theme here. Well, you mentioned, you know, the first four movies there and just how much familial uh, bonds are like this through line for those stories, him and his dad, his brother, all that stuff. So like right. Thor stories come down to family. And, and like, I mean, the first ones were him trying to fight, figure out like why he's fighting and why he needs to be worthy, what he's fighting for, which was love of, you know, Jane in the first movie, all that stuff, the people of earth, he wanted to protect them. Uh, and then, I mean, once he figured out he was being lied to, I think it's understandable that he would still fight for the same thing, but he needs to understand what is he past the fighting? Like he, he's really a soul searching mm -hmm. journey. And that's what these last few movies have done beautifully is explore this God who thought he knew everything in, uh, in his own little world and stuff like that. And realized that he's a lot smaller than he thought he was. So I think it's a really sure. cool journey, uh, character journey for the, uh, for, for Thor. And again, Chris Hemsworth's doing a great job bringing him to life. And Taika Waititi clearly understands the the core aspects of the character, which is really cool. Yeah, it, it is about looking beyond the fact that he's he's a god. It is mm -hmm. understanding more the, the demigod aspects where, you know, he is very much tied to his human emotions and exploring that as, you know, both pros and cons like showcasing some of those flaws yeah. and, and again these movies do that so well again like i said this this movie its story and its themes are so simple which i love because it's literally in the name it's it's love and thunder everything you need to know about what this story is going to deal with is there and if you, and, and actually i went back and i watched watched the teaser trailer and then the the the, the main trailer and especially in the teaser trailer which was very thor centric it was all about thor it really does highlight that this movie is a personal journey for Thor. It is a journey of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And I love how Taika has kept this, the story so simple and so focused on Thor. And, and speaking of story, I could see a problem with the pacing kind of playing a factor into how um, we learn things and how things are kind of fleshed out throughout this movie because it is a very it's under two hours mm -hmm. so it is a very uh concise story but i think of that as a positive in this whole situation because it's not losing its focus that this movie is about thor and mm -hmm. it's about thor's journey that stays centered and it's based around such a simple theme so it didn't deviate from what it was trying to say it confidently knew that it was going to tell a story about Thor and that's what you get. So this is fun. And honestly, I I have to say like, apart from going to see this movie and expecting all the MCU Easter eggs and stuff, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a ride. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it like I do agree that uh, at some points it does feel like it moves a bit quickly, but at the same time it, it doesn't like almost. It feels like it doesn't suffer from that thing because there, it is no. so fun and fast paced. You're able to to pick up on the story even if you miss a little part uh, at, earlier on or something like that because it is just such a like a simple through line of what they're fighting for and, and everything like that. So it's it's really cool. I, I again. I like you said. I, I don't really have much to, to say about that, but I do understand why why some people might be a bit upset yeah. by the the pacing and the storytelling uh, choices that that were made in this movie. Well, because it moves, man. It mm-hmm. definitely moves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't stop right from right from the first shot. Uh, you know that that opens up. It's it's going right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's for the better. I, I'm glad that they don't necessarily try to extend or or linger too hard on things um i appreciated that they they valued the time that they had you know a lot of people were concerned about this less than two hour runtime i personally didn't think that it uh it affected it i think if you if you added more to try to beef it out it would have been just so obvious that things have been added here to to extend the story that didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. need to be there so i appreciate when when a uh, when a movie is 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 concise and knows what it's trying to say and i i I confidently think that this movie knows what it's trying to say about thor about Mm -hmm. thor um but with that too you know there's comedy interjected throughout this movie very taika watiti comedy that feels very improvised how did the comedy land for you throughout the movie did did any of it feel out of place or or sort of elongated for any any specific reason the only reason i ask is because that would probably be one thing that i kind of felt that sometimes the comedy didn't always hit for me there were some great comedic moments a hundred percent but i also felt like maybe some of it was just elongated or it, maybe missed the mark a little bit but i think it was the, the issue in my opinion was that there were everyone was trying to make a joke at some at some certain some points and it's like maybe we need to have a straight man in the room because having everyone cracking wise is just like there, it feels like they weren't taking things seriously at point and stuff like that. Sure. So I totally agree sure. with that. But again, a lot of the a lot of it was quite funny. I did enjoy a lot of the way that yes, they yeah. wrote into wrote in some mm-hmm. some quirks you never would think about uh, upon you know prior viewings to this movie type thing. Like if you hadn't thought about something before, you definitely come out of that movie thinking uh, thinking something differently. So it's it's very cool for sure. For sure. I also think though too, you know. Um, during the uh, press conference for Thor Love and Thunder uh, with everyone there, you know, Taika Waititi talked about, like, someone asked him, one of the questions was, how do you balance comedy and, and this sort of seriousness? And he says it it, it does happen when you're, rec- when, when you're filming. You know, you get an improv, you get a little bit of this, but it really comes together in in the editing. And as someone who's an editor, a video editor, I, I appreciate that because it really just shows the power of, how, yeah, you can have different takes, but how you orient that and how you cut that together can create a different feel, a different vibe. So a lot of that comes together. A lot of that balancing act of the sort of MCU seriousness with with the comedy does happen in post. So I, I appreciated that. And I, I think that that's that's obvious at times, too. I think that maybe they could have cut back a little bit at certain points, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes when a joke came in, it's like, is that really the appropriate time to put in right, a joke? Right, again, it's like you need you know a straight I mean? man every now and then to really just you know sure. understand the gravity of the situation sometimes and then when they'd follow up something with a joke you'd be like oh is that as serious as it's supposed to that sounded type thing but again they 
they don't dwell on those things. They just keep moving. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, again, I guess neither of us really have too many negative things to say about this movie. So with that, I think it's time that we retire this review. But before we do, let's give our final thoughts and our score out of one to five screaming goats. Darcy. Uh, again, I've talked about how much I love Thor and then how much I enjoyed this movie. So I think it's going to be pretty obvious that my score is pretty high up there. I definitely recommend checking out this movie if you're a fan of, of Thor or even just Taika Waititi's work because a lot of what he stands for comes through in this movie and it's done it's yes. done so well that anyone can enjoy it even if you're not an MCU fan because it's such a relatable topic. So mm-hmm. easily... A four point seven out of five screaming goats for me because I it's been a while nice. since I came out of a Marvel movie enjoying myself that much. So two th- yeah. four point seven goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 point seventh of a goat. That's uh poor mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I totally agree. I, I have far more positives than negatives to say about this movie. I've um because I think on the surface, yes, this is a Marvel movie and it's feeding into the MCU and planting the seeds for future events. And I think when we when we hear about these new MCU movies and we get excited about going to see these movies, it's not just about seeing the story. It is about what are they gonna plan? What are they planning? What is what are the next steps? That that hype. And and I love that that doesn't necessarily distract from what this movie's really about, Thor. And I think, as you said, Taika Waititi really does shine in this movie as as keeping it centered on family, on on friendship, and on love, and the power of that, uh, from also the positives and the negatives of that. I think that he is so inherently ingrained in this movie as a filmmaker and as a writer. It's so obvious. And I love the simplicity of it. I, I love the simplicity of of really you know again it's in the name it's it's you know it it's talking about a hero it's talking about love it's talking about thunder the idea of strength and heart there there's all these themes that are 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 coming to play and it never loses the fact that at the center of this movie is a simple heartfelt story about a god embracing and discovering himself through the power of love taika keeps the story focused on thor and leverages his relationships with the supporting characters as a means to help tell Thor's story better. The movie really does promote a positive message about choosing love over despair, and it does so steeped in 80s metal nostalgia, in colorful, vibrant imagery that packs a huge punch. And as you said, Darcy, it is entirely inspired by the work of Jack Kirby. Um, I think Natalie Portman returning as Jane Foster was outstanding. She's charming, cute, endearing, passionate and really gives Thor a run for his money and really shows him how he can be the best hero and Gore the God Butcher from Christian Bale like I was getting mad Joker vibes in the way he portrays his sort of psychotic behavior but you feel for him and I I love a villain's intentions are so rooted in a real human emotion that the audience starts to question is he right or is he wrong and I think that that is very much something that will happen when you watch this movie but by far some some of the some of the best performances and standouts in MCU movie are in this this film and I and I I think that has a lot to do with Taika Waititi at the helm of it focusing story and character and understanding how the two uh, work with each other to help tell a better story 
Um, you're going to get some great cameos. Obviously, we didn't talk about Russell Crowe as Zeus. He was good. You're going to see a lot of cool things that are going to be open the doors for, for the future of the cosmic MCU and the, and the gods of, of the MCU. Plus, you got these epic end credit stingers. But you know what? Beyond all of that, you are going to have a great time with this movie from its epic soundtrack and score to its colorful imagery. It is a huge win. So I'm going to be giving this movie a 4.5 out of 5 Screaming Goats. This movie shreds. It's a banger. All of those metal terms. Go enjoy this movie when it hits theaters uh, this Friday, July 8th, 2022. Um but that is it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this spoiler-free review. Huge thanks again to Disney Studios Canada for inviting us out to see this movie early. And we hope you all enjoyed this spoiler-free review for Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this movie, well, you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if that feels like you're traveling endlessly down a rainbow brick road, well, you can reach out to us at, on Twitter at GeekCentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, including our recent spoiler-free reviews for Only Murderers, in the building season two episodes one to six plus we have our spoiler free review for a netflix animated film the sea beast which is currently in theaters but will also be on netflix as of july 8th this is a very very heartfelt uh animated movie that i think people are going to enjoy and hey it's on netflix uh plus if you're a fan of all things marvel we do have our ongoing watch club for ms marvel where we go week to week episode to episode and break things down just like we always do this week will be the penultimate episode to the finale so we anticipate some big reveals some big hype uh going into the finale of ms marvel plus we have a ton of interviews on the channel so such as our interview with director Angus McLean, producer Galen Sussman, and composer Michael Giacchino from Disney and Pixar's Lightyear. Plus, we also have my interview with directors Adil and Bilal, who directed episode one and six of Miss Marvel. And most recently, we have my interview with Obi-Wan Kenobi director Deborah Chow and Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen, which was absolutely dope. You definitely want to go check that out. Plus, we also have our weekly episode of This Week in geek where we break down the latest news and trailers and we drop those every wednesday so that will be dropping tomorrow hosted by kevin and nate so please go give all those episodes a listen and leave us a five-star review if you don't mind darcy thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler free your first spoiler free man i it's made it exciting. through I didn't, I didn't spoil anything <laughs> made it through. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah well we'll probably be doing a spoiler filled uh at some point shortly after the release of this movie because you know how us geeks like to get it we want to break it down and there is a lot of marvel mcu stuff to talk about little hints here and there and as you know nate and kevin aren't with us today on this review so they'll be probably joining us for that spoiler filled discussion so make sure you subscribe so you know when that episode drops but until then as we say laters peace